Shalom, and welcome everyone to this week's ICEJ webinar. We took a break over the Feast of Tabernacles, and of course, this uh, war that uh, Israel has been forced in now surrounding us on so many sides. Uh, uh, we're going to bring uh, our first report on this through uh, our weekly webinar, and we have a special guest today. Uh, Yigal Carmon. Uh, I've known him for over 30 years. He's one of Israel's best experts on uh, Arab affairs, uh, and uh, he was a former Arab affairs advisor to Prime Minister Yitzhak Shamir and Yitzhak Rabin back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. He was with uh, Israeli military intelligence uh, before that, and uh, since the uh, Leaving that advisory role, he founded and has been president of Memory, M-E-M-R-I.org, Memory, which I think is the leading public source of what is being said by officials and media here in the region, the Arab media. They even do uh, Iranian, Farsi language. They, they cover Afghanistan, Pakistan, Turkey, uh, so many areas. And uh, has he has uh, excellent credentials. He's a little you go as a, a little old school in that uh, he believes what the Arabs say, and especially Hamas, which has started this war. And I was uh, we were just uh, fortunate that he could join us for about 15, 20 minutes today. We want to uh, go ahead and show we pre-recorded an interview with him. We'll come back afterwards to talk a little more. And uh, it's quite interesting what he says in our interview with him just about an hour ago uh, that, uh, you know, you're expecting a lot of outrage like other Israelis against Iran, but he fingers someone else as really helping Hamas carry out these atrocities and launch this war. And uh, the, the thing about him, our, our theme today, the Israeli expert who accurately predicted the war that we're in now just over a month ago, late August, he wrote about it. We'll talk a little bit about that and cover some uh, later. But let's run this interview with Yigal Carmon of Memory. Yigal, thanks for joining us uh, amidst all the hectic work that you're doing, helping advise the government and others about what's happening and warning. But you uh, actually uh, were correct in your warning and prediction that a war would break out with Hamas in September, October. Uh, where are we right now? We'll show some of the people what happened before, but where are we right now? Uh, thank you, David, so much. And uh, uh, indeed, we published an early warning. I published an early warning on memory on August 31st, uh, a month and uh, something ago, and no one heeded to it. Uh, in in uh, May 28, 2018, we published a description by the Palestinians, by the Hamas people, of everything that they are going to do. It is one by one a picture of what they did. They said, we will breach the fence, we are going to drive to the, they call them settlements, it's Israel, they call it settlements, and we will kill them. Everything spelled out. No one looks at it. No, the no one heard it. The the your question would be how could that happen? And I have uh, 
at least one answer that is really painful, extremely painful. For 10 years, uh, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, allowed Qatar, the Emirate of Evil, to push a billion and a half dollars to Gaza. With this money, they built their military power, a whole under Gaza city with a command post, battle post, tunnels, a huge arsenal of weapons, of, of missiles, 30,000 strong force of fighters, of course, murderers, but we call them technically fighters, and the equipment of all kinds, and of course, a propaganda and recruitment machine uh, that recruited the whole world to their uh, plans. And in that sense, the government of Israel shares the responsibility with Qatar for what happened. We are facing now a regional war. It's coming. This is my early warning of today. Within a month or less, it's coming. Tomorrow, just tomorrow, Friday, the Hamas terrorists are planning a day of whatever you call it, day of murder, they call it in a different way, all over the world, both here and all over the world. They may attack Israeli embassies, consulates. David, they may attack pro-Israel organizations like your blessed organization. I ask you to connect with the police and have special security. We saw that no one right across the street from our headquarters. Thank you, Neil. So that no one uh, gets the chance to harm you. You are known to be pro-Israel. Uh, all this is going to develop into a regional war. And from a regional war, God knows where it leads. Yeah. Fatah has, you, you on memory, your, your organization's uh, public website, uh, you have, a, you translated that Fatah it has also called the Palestinians to join in this, they usually call it a day of rage, but after seeing the scenes down along the Gaza border, they really have this bloodthirst too. They want to see Jewish blood flowing. So you think this will spread to the West Bank tomorrow? Of course, and they want to take hostages. They want to help Hamas in, in Gaza by taking hostages to create a situation where Israel will be forced by the world to stop the bombings because the world countries will say, what is it, our, our fault? Please stop, because it's our citizens held captive. This is a trick. This is a tactic to stop Israel at any cost. How strong is Hamas in the West Bank? And, and even Fatah, will there be a lot of uh, not just these lion den uh, little uh, individual cells, but will Fatah join? It's tough to say, but uh, certainly out of the uh, over uh, 2 million that are there, 
to be really uh, with the lowest uh, uh, estimation, there will be hundreds of thousands. Yeah, my. And Israeli Arabs, we saw this uh, in May of 21. Well, on that side, I must say, I'm not sure. Yeah. Israeli Arabs have gone with us. They are very um, bitter about many things, but they know Israel. They know the Jews they grew up with. They, the majority of them, want to live with the Jews to have more rights, to have more, which we all basically support. And I, we don't need to enter into this. They are equal citizens in Israel. And me personally, I am only for the development of relationship to the utmost. I am not sure that they will join. We have a lot of criminality among Arabs in Israel. They kill their mothers, their sisters, there are criminal groups, there are many things that are uh, quite horrific. But basically, their attitude towards the state of Israel is the state that gave them everything. They know it. You know, let me tell you, when they come from uh, tours or what, buses that were in Jordan or I don't know where, they come to Israel happy. They know what is an Arab dictatorship. They know what they have in Israel with all the things that they feel they are uh, not getting what they want, but they know what they do have. Yeah, the, all these uh, gang killings in the Arab sector, it's shown there's a lot of, of, of guns in, in that sector. It is a concern. Iran is saying they were not behind this attack, but they certainly funded and they're kissing the hand, they say, of, of those who perpetrated it. How much is Iran responsible? Uh, today we are publishing a report that explains in their words that this is the, the it's the Suleimani operation. One day before he died, before he was killed, he gathered all the commanders of the IRGC. He detailed to them what is going to happen. And even Khamenei said great things are coming. And it, there are all the details there. The fact that the State Department or says that uh, there are no proofs, there are all the proofs there without secret intelligence. All the proof there in writing, we published so much about it. I hope that the United States doesn't ignore the open sources like my own government, misguided government, ignored them. And what about uh, Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon? I mean, they've uh, held out, they haven't really got involved since 2006. Is it because they just got such a bloody nose then, or have the Iranians been saving them for a particular moment like now? Well, number one, they know from 2006 that uh, Israel, uh, that, that, that Iran would sacrifice them would sacrifice the Palestinian, everybody for their own uh, wishes. Secondly, they know the following, because they were warned by several ministers of defense and by chiefs of staff, Israel 
does not have any defensive protection from the 140,000 missiles that they have. We don't have protection. What we have is a power of deterrence. That's what we warn them. We will bring you back to the Stone Age if you intervene. Now, how do you bring them to the Stone Age? By the following. I am explaining it to many media, the details of it. How do you do that? We will target three targets, the sewage system, the electricity system, and the um, all basic systems of life of a state. Now, David, imagine a city like Beirut with two million people without sewage. This is going back to the Stone Age. This is the Stone Age. They will run to all, they will scatter to the whole world. No one will be able to live there. The maladies, the sicknesses, a human catastrophe. But what can we do? We have no protection from 140,000 missiles. There's not enough Arden interceptors or David Slang. And no, 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 no. The only power is the Tels. And Nasrallah knows that very well. Yeah. And contrary to what we perceive of him, that he's a suicider, maybe Khamenei wants him to suicide, <laughs> to commit suicide, but he doesn't want. He wants to take over all of Lebanon. He wants to have the gas. He wants. I am not dismissing the possibility. Let me put it straightforward. I am not dismissing the possibility that he will join because he's under the impact of the the old criminal in Tehran. But if he does that, uh, Lebanon will be back to the Stone Age. Yeah. So now the deterrence is working. There are skirmishes on the border. There are um, clashes on the border level. They did not send the 140,000 missiles. I think they will not, but I'm not sure of it. No. I want to say I am not sure of it. And they might, despite the deterrence. Yeah. What's happening up there is probably some Hamas or Islamic Jihad elements trying to ignite it. Uh, do, uh, do you think that the real answer to this is that you have to uh, threaten Iran directly to get them to start backing off from this whole strategy of encircling Israel, taking over the Middle East? I think there's even an effort in the south through Yemen to take over Mecca and Medina. Well, I, I'm not for that, uh, David. No, I'm not for threatening. I'm not for deterrence for the defense of Israel is one thing. Uh, fighting with Iran, initiate a fight with Iran is big on us. If they do something beyond the war that they initiated through Hamas with the recklessness of the Israeli government, uh, I wouldn't go anywhere to threaten them. This is for the world, because Iran is an enemy of the Western world. 
after all. Yeah. But and I'm not so threatening them and going to, no. Okay. And the the U.S. has moved uh, uh, aircraft carrier fleet uh, closer to the coast, and uh, there's a lot of these Islamist elements saying, uh, you know, the U.S. says it's for deterrence to try and keep Hezbollah out of this fight. Uh, do you think that's going to help add to the deterrence? Is it going to be effective? In a way, it is very helpful. Uh, I must say that we were all surprised positively and, in fact, me personally, admiring the stand of President Biden. We never expected that. Uh, it was phenomenal. Standing for Israel, for President Biden, is admirable. Uh, and uh, at the same time, there is an element of cluelessness, misguidedness. They consider Qatar as an an, an, a, a, uh, a, an ally. Qatar is the source of all evil. Qatar is the responsible for 9-11. They were hiding the mastermind of 9-11 in Doha, in the municipality and the water department. They were uh, the ones that supported the Taliban for many years. Also in the last year, helping them take over Kabul with blood of Americans. And then the administration calls them an ally. It's beyond my um, understanding. They are helping, uh, they helped the Islamic State. They helped uh, Jabhat al-Nusra al-Qaeda. They helped Hamas. They helped every single Islamist organization. They take the Muslims of the world in the region and in the world and who are in the process of development, in the process of adopting a religious um, progressive approach and turn them into the Islamist 7th century Islam. Qatar is... I would say this, we have realized they declared war on us. By supporting Hamas, they have declared war on Israel, and they will pay the price. Yeah, they, they were going in supposedly to rebuild Gaza, but it was to rebuild uh, Hamas military. They will not be allowed to give a penny. No, I'm talking about something else. They will pay the price for the war. Mm -hmm. or declaring war on Israel. Yes. I'm not talking about Gaza. Yeah, and there's U.S. Uh, troops or naval forces based in Qatar, but it's also the home of Al Jazeera, which is their propaganda wing, their Goebbels wing. <laughs> well, the United States is doing a favor to Qatar to have the Aludite base of CENTCOM there because the UAE and Saudi Arabia begged them to move to them on their own account, not on America's account. They did not move. I can under not understand this. They are, Qatar is doing Navy drills with the IRGC. How can they be regarded as an ally? Hmm. Uh, you know, CENTCOM can <laughs> occupy Qatar in uh, half an hour, give them all uh, the American passports and finish with this evil entity of the family of Al Thani. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. All right. That's very interesting insights. You you also recently released a video at memory. It's M-E-M-R-I dot org for people to go look. But it's about uh, Mahmoud al-Zahar, one of the senior Hamas leaders, uh, in which he said, uh, can you tell us, share us those? Well, look, uh, uh, not only Mahmoud al-Zahar, we publish all their videos in abundance. Uh, I wish people so, I hope your viewers uh, will go to the site and see, they will not believe their eyes. They talk about Islamic eradication of Israel, but their battle clearly put out is with the West, is with everybody, is with the Christians. We have something new that we are publishing soon, <laughs> where they explain that their battle is with the uh, non-Muslims. It's uh, they call us the treacherous Christianity and Christian traitors and that this is a war on the Zionist Crusader Alliance. Most of the most of the Christian West is post-Christian. They moved off from Christianity. Even us Christians, we sort of don't think much about the Crusades anymore, but the memories are deep here of uh, those uh, Isla- wars of the Crusaders against Islam. By the way, David, to go back to Qatar, when I say they will pay the price, I mean in international courts. I mean in a legal way. I mean, I'm not for taking the law into our hands. I am for a legal approach, like with the Nazis after World War II in Nuremberg. Uh, This whole operation of Hamas, I published an article saying this is the the Hamas-Einsatzgruppen attack. They are not ISIS. They are not uh, animals, as our uh, minister said. I tell you why, because I don't know any animal that kills out of sheer cruelty. Animals are much better than that. Uh, it is a Einsatzgruppen operation. Who were the Einsatzgruppen? They were the forces that were attached to the uh, four armies that moved west in World War II with the German army. And their goal, their mission was to hunt for Jews on the way and to exterminate them. This is what happened yesterday, a Nazi operation. The the Nazi roving death squads that came. You know, there's the, the, the son of the Nazi officer who developed one bullet in the back of the head to save bullets in those roving death squads, the Eisenstadt Gruppen. Uh, his son is a Christian minister in the UK today. He was from Austria, from the same town where Hitler was born. And he just flew into Israel to see what he can do to help uh, Israel defend itself. So Christians have changed. There's a lot of Muslims out there who have a choice right now. A lot of Arab Muslims. What are they going to side with? Your Christians are doing that. Not all Christians. But since you mentioned Germany, let me say, the uh, Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, met today the head of the crime entity of Qatar. And guess what? Major papers in Germany, God bless them, they will remember it for years to come, 
said it. They criticized him. They said his meeting with the terrorist state, Qatar. Right. Both the honor and respect to this paper, the, the built and the... Uh, uh, Ego? No, not the Spiegel. Deep Valve. The, the built and... The Deep Valve, probably. Uh, yeah, the, the belt, yeah, and the bills, yes. Okay, all right. Well, anything else that you want to add right now? I know you, you're really working with others to try and get the Yeah, well, I, I have so much to add, but uh, I will uh, add one thing. This criminal entity of Qatar has a, a, uh, a, no, a mechanism of propaganda. Uh, like Gables, it's called Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is not a news channel. It is a Gables-type operation of propaganda. And they are broadcasting freely. <laughs> they believe in Israel. The clueless government of Israel, even after the, the four days to the war, they allowed them to spy around all over the country, broadcast as if they are reporters. All their broadcasts go about the military, go to Hamas, and they are around. I, they, my only um, comparison is imagine <coughs> that in World War II, uh, Gables radio would broadcast from London. Yeah. The, our prime minister sometimes pretends to be Churchill. Do you think that Churchill would allow a Goebbels uh, radio to broadcast from the heart of London in World War II? Yeah. Well, we hope people will listen this time. I, you know, it's, uh, we, it, you're not one to say, I told you so, I told you so. Uh, but your warning, I wish it had been heeded, and your warnings now, uh, we have to brace for something tomorrow, and then in the weeks to come, how far this spreads, whether it's Iraq, Syria, Yemen also get involved, the, the Islamist militias there. A, a regional one. And again, David, while my heart is full of admiration, respect, and love to you and to uh, your organization and all the Christians involved, I want to warn again what they say, the Crusader Zionists, please make sure that you are protected for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we um, we were named years ago in a, in a Hamas statement, the Christian embassy. Well, we, did have, we did have someone casing uh, our Jerusalem march at Sukkot around 15, 20 years ago. We went ahead with the march and they caught the bomber early that morning, but uh, we're going to be brave. We're going to have some good sense. We have a police station across the street that uh, they really protected us uh, during Sukkot from uh, even some Jewish extremists, but that seems so, so, so minor right now compared to uh, the threats that are hanging over Israel, and we want to do what we can to stand with it. Thank you for your kind words. That was uh, an interview with Yigal Carmon. He is the founder and president of Memory, M-E-M-R-I dot org. It's the uh, Middle East uh, Media Reporting Institute. 
they they research and analyze all the Arabic media, all the things that government leaders, military leaders are saying, not only Arab leaders, but in Turkey and Iran, the Farsi, Turkish language, uh, Afghanistan. You go to their website and memri.org, uh, and really uh, it can get a little daunting and depressing to spend too much time in there. But Yigal Carmon uh, spent many years in Israel's military intelligence. He He's an Arab affairs expert, was an Arab affairs advisor to two prime ministers, Itzhak Shamir and Itzhak Rabin in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, he, over the last uh, almost 30 years, 25 years or so, he has headed up memory, which is really a, a source. It's an open public source of the sort of material that our intelligence agencies should be looking at. And uh, as I said, uh, he, he's an old school guy uh, in that he, he, uh, he believes what uh, these Arab leaders and, and, and others are saying. And, uh, and he's also a straight shooter uh, in, in trying to say, well, this was wrong, this was a blunder and such. I've known him a long time. Uh, when he used to come to Washington when I was working, uh, lobbying for Israel in Congress then. I've always respected him. And he, he you know, accurately warned uh, in late August that there would be a major war by, launched by Hamas in September or October, and even says he warned back, at, he, he gave the whole scenario for it back in May of 2018. We'll have to go back and look at that. Uh, we also have from him uh, a clip uh, that they've translated from Mahmoud uh, al-Zahar, who uh, uh, is a senior Hamas leader. I believe he's outside of Gaza, so he's free to speak in Lebanon. And some of them are in Qatar. Uh, some of the Hamas leadership is based there. Uh, and uh, they, um, uh, you know, he warns this is a war. Not only it starts with the Jews, but it also includes Christians, even though we as Christians, the West is sort of post-Christianity. They've left Christianity behind. Those of us who are Christians, we don't think much about the Crusades, but the memories here in the Middle East of that period is is long, and they consider us part of the target jet, the West in general. They call us the Crusader West or, or whatever. And a couple takeaways from this uh, interview uh, there were indication signs. There will be plenty of time to uh, sort out exactly who blundered and, and uh, who was asleep. But there were a lot of factors. Both the left and right here in Israel share the, the blame. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll sort that out later. But uh, we're in a very serious war. And rather than really pointing the finger at Iran, which the world wants to do, and rightly so, they're very much involved in this. But uh, uh, Yigal Carmon, this uh, Arab affairs expert, he points the finger at Qatar, one of the small emirates in the Persian Gulf, the Arabic, uh, Arab Gulf, uh, which uh, the Al Thani, the royal family that, that rules that country, they're Sunni Arabs, not Shiites. But they're, uh, uh, even though they have U.S. troops there at the request of uh, Saudi Arabia and the Emirates, they're no friend of the West. They're no friend of the U.S. or Israel or anyone. They are uh, aligned with, uh, with um, Iran, and, but they're Sunni Arab and they promote Wahhabism, which they, uh, the Saudis even stopped 
and cut a lot of the funding to the radical Wahhabist uh, brand of Islam that wants to take us back to the 7th century. And even here in Israel, all the mosques around the country, even within Israel and East Jerusalem and everywhere, you see green uh, fluorescent lights on the tops of the minarets in these mosques. Well, that means they, that they got funding from, it's like a billboard, a sign. They got funding from the Wahhabist movement, which the number one funder of it is uh, Qatar, and they are promoting a, a jihad against not only Israel, but the Christian West. Uh, and uh, and we need to, to be aware of that. I think the second big takeaway is that tomorrow, Friday, uh, Hamas has called for the West Bank and East Jerusalem to rise up and join the fight, and uh, we'll see uh, what transpires tomorrow. I think Israel is bracing for whatever may come. They're certainly looking at the northern border and whether that would escalate. Some interesting things that uh, Yigal Karmoun said about that. He doesn't uh, said he doesn't really expect it uh, to erupt quite yet, that uh, Hezbollah has its own interests in staying alive right now. Let's hope they're right. But even Fatah in the West Bank, the main faction within the PLO, uh, headed by uh, Mahmoud Abbas, who is in Moscow, and, and uh, Russia certainly has some fingerprints on this whole operation. Some of the weaponry and tactics probably came from either Russian uh, forces, Russian government, or some of these mercenary forces like Wagner. We'll see how that gets exposed over time. But Yigal Carmon already exposing very, very important information for us, uh, not only in, in trying to defend ourselves and deal with the problem, but also how to pray. We're going to end our webinar now because in 15 minutes, we'll start our global prayer gathering. We've been holding a daily prayer gathering here at GPG every day since this war started uh, in order to pray Israel through, uh, through this crisis, through this uh, war. We're going to keep going until Israel can declare victory. So join us on our uh, global prayer gathering. Uh, in just a little bit, uh, if we can put up the address uh, for where that is, it's, uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, it should be on.icej.org uh, forward slash ICEJ Global Prayer. You got to capitalize ICEJ, capital G Global, capital P Prayer. So please join us then. Thank you, and God bless you from Jerusalem.